0: Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia. Got a treat for you today i am still with powerhouse podcasting here in bakersfield california we are they have become slowly my uh, exclusive in-person studio where i bring guests in so we're still recording here in my local community i have two guests on the show today and this is my first time having two guests live i've had two guests before but two guests live so we're going to definitely dive in today if you are in direct sales If you are in network marketing, if you're a mother, if you're a family person, if you fall into this category, if you want to excel in a commissionable role, but have a family, have some balance, you're going to want to listen to today's show. This is going to be a full on mastermind concept show. We're going to dive in. We're going to talk some strategies. My guests will ask me some questions. I will ask them some questions. We're going to get the opportunity to use this as a teachable moment. So you definitely want to save this show and get connected. Now, let me introduce my guest. First, my guest is Charlotte McKay. Now, Charlotte is a team leader, a successful small business owner of Phenom's Nails with Charlotte. In addition to running her team of over 30 stylists, Charlotte assists with her husband's construction company and is a busy mom to three young children and two fur babies. We love fur babies. In the year and a half of creating and running her Phenom's Am I pronouncing that
1: correctly?
0: Phenomenals. Man, I knew I was butchering (laughs) it. Authentic show, we keep it going. In running Phenomenals with Charlotte, she has been recognized company-wide for outstanding achievements through her Circle of Excellence Award, is a top producer on her team, selling $52,000 in personal volume and a total of about $200,000 in group volume. Charlotte is determined and personable. She has found her passion in business through mentoring and bringing confidence to other women. Her perfect weekend includes a colorful set of nails, Vanilla Coke, and some family time at the beach. We will, Charlotte, welcome to the show. Thank you. Perfect. My next guest, sitting to the left of Charlotte, is Carrie Noakes. Now, Carrie, she's born and raised in Bakersfield. She has a fiancé, two daughters under the age of 11. She's also a dog mom to three dogs. She's an independent stylist for a little over a year in the beauty industry. What initially attracted her to selling dry nail polish strips is finding the solution to feeling pretty in a quick, easy way. With a brand new baby. Moms, did you hear that? You can be pretty with a brand new baby. With business comes leadership and mentorship. She is always in the ability to help others reach their full potential and finding confidence. Hence her name. Oh boy. Carry confidence. I have been self-driven and self-motivated. As she <laughs> describes herself, she knows exactly what she wants. Within just a year, she's also achieved circle of excellence. Every month, she's earned a Punta Cana trip. She's been a top 50 Check this out, Catapultic Missions family. Top 50 in enrolling out of 100,000 stylists. Don't know the percentage, but let's just say it's a fraction of 1%. <laughs> not going to embarrass myself here. She no. also co leads a team of over 1,600 stylists and has personally enrolled 50 stylists. She prides herself on tackling objections and not letting the word no scare her. Carrie, welcome to the Catapultic Missions podcast. So glad
2: to be here.
0: Glad to have you. So, ladies, let's talk here. We are talking to the Catapulting Commission's audience. There's people here that love what they do. There's people here, and I'm talking about the audience, not us here, people listening who love what they do. There's people who hate what they do. There's people who say, I wish I could make changes in my life. I have a sales background. I just don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm doing. The two of you have excelled in a direct sales organization. So I'd love to hear your background of where you started to where you're at today, so a little bit more color than what we just talked about on the bio. And I guess, Carrie, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah. Um, So I got into um, retail at a very young age, uh, 16 years old. Um, I did go to college for a little bit. I um, went for psychology, actually. (laughs) Um, And funny story, like I just wanted to work with people, and I I quit that, and I excelled through retail, and I got into leadership, and I've been in, in a leadership role for over 20 years. And, um, you know, I'm approaching – well, actually, I'm not approaching. I'm in my 40s, and I never knew I could have a baby. Like, that's – it was crazy. I got pregnant out of nowhere. Um, I was working 60, 60, 70 hours a week, and um, I knew I needed to do something different for me and my family. And, you know, not to get all mushy here, but – um, I was raised in a very poor household and my mom had three different jobs and she was a single mom. And I remember not having much time with my mother. And so I, once I got, I found out I was pregnant, it was one of those things that clicked. And I was like, you know what, I got to do more for me and for my family and to be able to, um, you know, be there in my kids' lives. And so, you know, that took me to, um, you know, it, I was introduced to this uh, dry nail polish and I was like, you know what, this stuff's amazing and I can take off and you know, show all the women in the world um, that have kids or want to do this that they can do it and they can have their own business. And so I did a lot of self-development and um, started my own business and um, it's just been amazing.
0: Well, one, kudos for you. I think you. there's something to be said about Having that external motivating factor, right? Mm. Simply saying, I had a baby, or I had to make changes, and then you mm-hmm. look at your own life adversity, right? I was raised in an environment that, that I, you know, it kind of molded you who you are today. And yep. so to take that change, one, care, I think that's incredibly impressive. Two, catapulting commissions family, these who we bring on the show, and I love. Don't get me wrong. I love when I bring guests on. I mean, we've we've had Lauren Gibbs, Team USA, I think Anton Gunn, former advisor to Barack Obama. These guys are and gals are incredibly in, impactful. Uh, John Lee Dumas, one of the biggest influencers of all time. I love their stories, but I love yours a little bit more because yours is relatable to everyone listening to the show right now. So thank you for joining that. Thank you for sharing that. Now, moving on, Charlotte, tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: Um, I went to school to be a preschool teacher, and uh, then when it came time to have my own family, I realized I wanted to stay home with my children. So, um, I've been a stay-at-home mom. I have three kids, ages six and under. and I for a while, I was helping my husband with our construction company. But um, you know, I seen that we were not better business partners. So he took that over and I was full-time mom, um, about eight months pregnant into my third pregnancy. I tried, um, some dry nail polish strips and I loved them. And it was the first time I had something, um, that I could do quick without needing to find a babysitter to fit in some self care. Um, so I decided, you know, if I seen the opportunity to help provide for my family, well, I could stay home with my children, not sacrifice that. And so I just really loved, um, finding a way to bringing some self-care to others, and confidence to other women. So um, I started my own business, and it really took off. I was able to do it with my three young children, and um, I have just really enjoyed it. I have had no sales background at all. I never even sold a box of chocolate growing up. It intimidated me. I was so worried about coming off salesy, but when it's something you love, and it's something that provides um, a service to others. It makes it really enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something to be said about loving what you're doing, right? Yes. So, uh, one love the background. I think the preschool teacher to badass business owner is a story we all can <laughs> relate to, right? Mom of, you said three kids, three. under six. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You, we got you put some vodka in your water bottle back there oh my goodness i i totally get that and we're all fur babies and so i yeah. or fur parents i have two puppies at home and then i could I have three kids under six i one of my employees was at my house this weekend she has two kids under three and i was like oh boy you high five you are a saint i totally get that my youngest is 12 turning 13 soon so i forgot what those days were like um but awesome um thank you thank you for joining the show today thank so, you so well, let's break this down all right, ladies, I got to be honest with you. You don't have that typical sales background that we have on the show. We're like, oh, I was trained by this company. I've been in sales for 20 years and I've done this. Yet, you're excelling. You're not just working. You're excelling in a direct sales association, in a direct sales company. What was what was that transition like? like? What was the fear you had to get? Because there had to be something for you to say, I'm going to leave what I'm comfortable with, mm-hmm. retail, teaching, helping the the husband's f- family business, or whatever it is you were doing. You had to make a journey and say, "Okay, I'm going to switch." What was that journey like, and what was the number one hurdle you had to overcome to say, "I'm going to take this on full time"?
2: Um, okay. Um, I think for me, um, it's my why, and my why was, you know being there for my, my children and my family more and knowing that, um, it's a mindset and a relatable thing. So like getting out there and, you know, when you, when you own your own business and what I've learned is that, um, it's more about making connections and not about the product. And so I'm, I've always been, um, you know, I've, I've been in retail and I've worked with people. And I think that was a thing where I was like, you know, what I can do this. I can leave and I'm going to make something happen because I'm relatable. I'm someone that can um, socialize with other people, someone that um, can let them know who I am and I can ask them who they are and help make a difference in this world. So I think just it's a, it's a whole mindset that you can do it. I can do it. And um, it's not it's it's really just taking the plunge and the thing about me is I come from anxiety like I come from anxiety um, and I'm I fear change sometimes and this was something that helped me in my my personal life too and I've actually grown so much in this whole last year is
0: is what you're doing right now Have you found a newfound uh, appreciation or devotion to personal development that you didn't have before
2: Yes. Actually, um, and that's the thing too. Um, I read more. Mm-hmm. Um, I read more self-development books. I do more um for me and like positive, um, like a positive I'm trying to think of the word. Um, I read a lot of positivity books, self-love books. I do a lot more because I'm not go, go, go. I have more, more free time. Um, and so that's something too I love about my business is, you know, I used to have to get up, go to work for 12, 14 hours a day. And I didn't have that time for myself. And so I do have that time now and I'm, I'm running my own business. Nice. So.
0: Awesome. For you, Charlotte.
1: Um, I would say my two biggest hurdles was worried about time. How would I fit in my own business with a brand new baby coming and two other small ones. And I had zero experience. So how would I have the time to learn, you know, the ropes of the business? That was something that really, was intimidating
0: and i imagine i'm gonna go out on, on a limb here <laughs> there's not a program in the world that says hey we're gonna your life from when you were born we're gonna train you to be a direct sales executive and be a bona fide badass like if no one's so there's really no experience in saying this uh and in coming out so i think that that's a big one but the timing component I, i'd love to peel some layers back there to charlotte okay i look at people who say hey you can come and do this direct sales association, this network marketing company, and you can keep your same job and you can dedicate a few hours of time and you can do this, right? And for for every one of you who are successful, I know 10 that are struggling or didn't mm-hmm. make it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where did you find that time and what has separated, we'll start with you, I guess. So what has separated you from those that have tried something and haven't succeeded?
1: I would say that I use my pockets of time wisely. Um, my schedule varies each day. L- some people maybe can dedicate, you know, a specific time each day to something, um, but I can't with my lifestyle. So the way I do it is, if I'm waiting for dinner to cook, I use that ten minutes to schedule out posts for my business. Um, if I have, you know, I'm waiting in the school pickup line, I am using that time to do follow ups. Um, So I'm using those pockets of time. There are a lot of pockets of time that I am intentional with. Same with scrolling. I used to scroll on my phone, get stuck on Pinterest for an hour. Mm -hmm. I was not making money off that. I was wasting time. So I am using that time wisely.
0: You know, when you Mm -hmm. micromanage your time in that capacity and every time and every minute's accounted for, Mm -hmm. you don't waste it. Right. It's very similar, right? Whether you love him or hate him, Dave Ramsey, The "Holding Money Makeover. I don't know if you've read the book before. But Dave Ramsey has this concept of I'm going to assign every dollar of value. Like, every dollar is going to go. I mean, it's, in a, it's a primitive form of how he's taught it many years ago. And when I wanted to get out of debt, that was one of the things I did. You just took your paycheck. You put it in cash. This envelope was this. This envelope was this. This was my food envelope. This was my entertainment envelope. And when it was out, I was out. Everything was allocated. When you reverse engineer and you micromanage your time to that distinct ability, I'm going to do this at this time. I'm going to do this at this time. We are way more productive than we can possibly imagine, so I, I I think that that's a big one that not a lot of people experience with They not people realize that is a skill that is developed over time. so the so the attractiveness to that opportunity is your pockets of time are everywhere, yes, and that's what I love. So you had to get comfortable in finding those pockets of time
1: absolutely. and make a few adjustments, you know, I would say. Instead of watching TV for 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, while I fold laundry, I'm listening to podcasts or self-development books.
0: You know, I, I, ju- I was just around a group of professional colleagues a couple of weeks ago, and they were talking about all the shows that they watched. I mean, these and, – and mind you, the professional colleagues I'm with are very successful, uh, very well-off people in a professional world. They have great income, great salaries, great commissionable lifestyles. They were talking about all the shows they watch. I don't watch that many shows. I was like, man, you guys watch way too much. I, I I have to pick, right? I, I like sporting events, so I watch sporting events, but I can only watch certain ones. But I look at it, I'm like, it's what we do with our time. They all have that. I have a full-time podcast and, and media company that I run after hours, before hours, odd hours. We're here on a Saturday. So I'm like, I, you know, everything's a everything's an exchange, right? I'm exchanging yes. my time for something like else. So I get where you're coming from with that. Now now, Carrie, one of the things that I want to ask you on is is when someone comes and says, "Hey, I want to work with you, and I want I want to start my experience. I want to build this direct sales thing. How do you help them plan? Like, like what was your goal when yeah. you started? And if I'm new to you, like, how do you help me plan my goal?"
2: So that's a great question because I I actually can give myself kudos for being a planner. Um, and and it does t- take a little bit, but it definitely will help you out. Um, so I. I love making checklists. (laughs) So I am a checklist person and um, I do love to ask anyone that comes to me like what their goals are. Um, That's that's where you got to start. Like, what are your goals? So I know how much time to invest in you. Um, And so really like making a daily consistent checklist and knowing just like Charlotte said, finding the times in your day to knock those things off your checklist And, um, you know, things that are going to benefit your business, you know, you need to prioritize. Um, I love the ABC method of prioritizing and knocking those A things out right away. That's going to help your business be successful for that day. Um, And so I want them to know, yeah, like I am I'm going to be the best damn mentor um, to help you out. And these are the things that have helped me be successful. Um, I think one of the big things I pride myself on is trying new things. Like if I fail at something, I'm gonna learn why it didn't work, and I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna look for something new to try. And I love letting people know that come to me like I'm gonna I'm gonna show you these ways that have helped me with mm-hmm. success with my business. Um, whether you do it, that's up to you, but I want to teach you my ways
0: okay so let's just let's, let's 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 peel that back so if you're gonna teach me your ways mm-hmm. on how you do things let's say i'm a, what's the number one objection right you guys both have you both have a team that mm-hmm. you lead correct correct we'll we'll we'll, just, we'll we'll finish we'll start with you Carrie. we'll work back way to start mm-hmm. what's the number one objection you hear from someone who's working with you saying that you know that i can't do this like i whatever whatever the reason is let's just talk that objection
2: out uh, it's time time yep a lot of it's time
0: okay Charlotte for you
2: it is also time
0: okay so timing is the number one objection you hear on why people can't be successful within a direct sales organization
1: if we want a second one it would say they don't know enough people
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. lack of network
2: yes All right, that's a good one
0: so let's let's peel these two objections back so in time when someone tells you time Mm. what do you hear
2: um, <laughs> I think when, when, uh, they tell me time it's, um, excuses. Okay.
0: So you hear excuses, which is fine. Yeah. 100%, we're going to be authentic. Gonna, yeah, yeah. It's
2: a lot of it's excuses because I have two children. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a business at home as another business at home as well. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of things going on. We are all human. We have a lot going on in life, and um, you find those times in the day to do it. Just like Charlotte was talking, like, you know, we might boil some water for some spaghetti, yes. and I'm sitting on there, and I'm working my business, you know what I mean? Or I might be giving my baby a bath, and I'm, you know, sitting there on the toilet while she's playing, and I'm working my business. So you you find ways, but it's all about, is your business a priority? Yes. You know what I mean? If it's a priority to you, um, and you treat it as a business, then you're going to make it happen. Nope.
0: Charlotte, anything to add on that?
1: Um, I completely agree with that. And they can use some coaching on how to use their time yep. more wisely. Okay.
0: You know, when, when someone gives you that objection of time and they're telling you, I don't have the time to do mm-hmm. something. Here's something I, w- I would encourage you ladies to consider. When when someone tells you that, I love you're just telling me an excuse. But I'm going to push back on you here. If you tell me, if I'm on the fence I'm wanting to join your organization and you tell me you're giving me an excuse of time, I only think of things through my lens. So my perspective is, you know, F. Carrie, she has no idea what Mm -hmm. I'm going through. No matter what you just shared right now, what you have, whoever you're talking to is you have it perfect. I don't. That's Mm -hmm. how they look at you. So when you say it's an excuse, they look at it and say, ah. No, that you, you have no idea mm-hmm. you're, you're rude. You're not relatable. It's the reason the higher you climb in sales and sales leadership, you have less friends, right? Because yeah. you know, you get surrounded with like-minded people, but people who aren't like-minded, they kind of, they fall a couple layers away from your network because they like, ah, so here's how I would approach that. And I think about that. When someone says, I don't have time, I would just tell them there's two, I totally get it. Right. We're going to empathize with people, but time has an objection Listen, ladies, there's objections and there's conditions. And when someone tells you, I have I don't have time to excel in a direct sales organization, I would just point to ask them, look, I totally get it. And and if you want me to handle the objection, I can, Mm -hmm. but there's objections and there's conditions. I'm gonna give you an example. Objection, I don't have time because I don't think it's a priority. I don't have time because I don't know how to make it a priority. That's an objection. Condition, time. I don't have time because I work a 16-hour-a-day job. I sleep for six hours. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time, i 24-7 round the clock on my mom who's on ICU, who's on bed rest, and I have to observe and tend to her every need. I can't count the last time that I had a three minutes to myself to take a shower. That's a condition.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: When you create objections and conditions, when someone gives you an objection, it makes it a little friendlier for us to peel that layer back knowing that when you get an objection, most of the time it's a smoke signal, like it's a smoke screen. I look at it in the mm-hmm. sales process. When someone gives me their initial objection, this is the first thing that comes to mind. Is this an objection or is it's a condition? Because if it's a condition and I can't overcome it, not everyone's a perfect fit for your business, right? Yeah. We, we, we will agree on that. If it's a condition and you're not the ideal person, I know, yeah, I'm gonna spend some time with you, but I'm not gonna empty my, I'm not emptying the bank here. I'm not gonna go full on land because it, this might not work. But if it's an objection, I just want to find out the root cause. So you're saying the root cause is, 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 it's an excuse. They don't know how to prioritize that time or identify that time. How do you help that person see that? And I, and I, and I guess I'll start with you this time. So how, if you, if someone comes with that time, how do you help that person see the value in the time spent with you? Like, what is the end result for them?
1: Um, well, I, you kind of need to figure out their, their, why, um, what motivates them. And let them know, you know, if they are using this 20 minutes of time they have towards building their business, how it could benefit them and serve them. Uh, so, it, you know, if I had a specific example, it would probably help. But
0: So let's just think about it. So how this can benefit you and help you. Yes. Let's just think what are benefits to people. If I come work mm-hmm. with you, what's the benefits to me saying yes to working with you?
1: You're in a. Really supportive community of women who um, empower each other.
0: Men can't join your community. Or men as well. I mean, I mean, I know I might want dryable nails. I mean, I'm just
1: men too. I actually have some men customers. There you go. Um, so it's empowering. It is um, uplifting. You can help provide for your family or yourself, and um. I'm totally. Big. You can also earn vacations to get more time to relax as well.
0: Okay. So my benefit to working with you is I get a community, I get an uplifting environment. Um. You, I get the opportunity to earn vacations, and I get the opportunity to make some money. Is that kind of a fair assessment?
1: And of course, free free
0: nail strips. Free nail strips. Can't can't forget those. <laughs> All right. So let, let's 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 peel that back. So if my objection is time, I don't have time to work with you. We're gonna paint the benefits right so if we go to the psychology of why someone says yes or why someone says no let's just think about this in its purest form now neither one of you are professionally sales trained correct is that mm-hmm. a fair, correct right yep. so there's and is the average person in your organization professionally sales trained no, no. but you have some really successful people with you guys right mm-hmm.
1: absolutely all right
0: so that goes to show one all sales training programs are full of crap. Not, not, can't say it out loud I, I, I know some of the people who write the books on these so I'm not it's a joke guys back to this right but it goes to show that if you can solve a problem for somebody they're gonna say yes and they're gonna want to work with you mm-hmm. the psychological reasons of why someone says yes or someone says no is based on this and, and Charlotte I know you've heard me talk about this right people say yes or no for one or two reasons can I provide a pleasure in your life, or can I help you avoid a pain? That's it. That is it. So the moment this opportunity is presented to someone to join your organization, I look at it like this. Let me flip, let me flip roles. Let me get in your shoes. What is the pain you're experiencing or what's the pleasure that I can provide? So I look at it and say, okay, if I was in this capacity and I'm listening, I'm like, okay, what is it that you can provide for me? I, you know, I, and I, I use my wife, for example, mm-hmm. if you were to have this conversation with my wife vacations for my wife, she was like, ah, you know what? Like I, we go on vacations all the time. My husband does this. That's not, that's not a pleasurable thing for her, but I look in the flip and the same. Okay. What is it? A pain she's experiencing. You look at it and you hit the nail on the head with both. You've said it. You didn't realize it was a pain. Cause you don't know my wife, but you guys are home more often. Mm-hmm. You have fur babies. My wife, literally, if tomorrow I said you could be a stay at home dog mom, Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even be. I couldn't even finish a sentence before she jumped in, right? <laughs> so I'm using that as a as a as a hypothetical. But what I'm going is, we have to find out what the pain is this person. So if they tell you no, what's the pain they're going to continue to experience in their life? So if you come to me, you present the opportunity mm-hmm. to me, and I say I don't have enough time, you know they're saying no. What is the pain they continue to experience if they don't say yes to working with you?
2: Hmm. I don't know. I I don't know if this answers your question because the whole time you were talking right now, I was thinking like, this is why I've been so successful with enrolling is, um, I get to know people, um, and find out more about their life Mm -hmm. and and connections and helping them find a solution. Mm. And it could be anywhere from, they need more friendships. Mm -hmm. It could be anywhere from they want to be home also and want to do anything it takes to make that happen. It could be, um, they just love the product so much and they want to show it off to everybody. So why not do the same thing? You know what I mean? So I think, I don't know if that really answers your question, but um, it's a base by base, you know, each person's different. But my main thing for when I enroll is being genuine and um, letting them know I understand and finding solutions um, to what they're wanting in life. You know, it could be they just don't have any friends and they want to build connections. And I think that was, that's one of the biggest thing I love about our business is the community. absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes. and, and, you know, I don't know if I should say this, but um, <laughs> I come from a high school that it was very clicky. And it just I love like especially the women and the friendships and yes, men, you know. The men, men friendships, <laughs> but I've always had more men friends than I have, you know, women friends. But I think that's just a big, big thing. And I'm probably rambling, but um, I just, you know, I think every person's different, and it's just, you know, finding that solution for that person um, is what I go after when I when I enroll someone. So,
0: so high level, <laughs> yes, yes, that is why you are mm-hmm. successful at enrolling people. Yeah, because you know, and uh, we're gonna come to your answer on a different question here. But what you shared, where I was going with this is what's the pain that you solve for people, right? What's the pain to saying no, but you taking the time to truly understand Mm -hmm. people, you identify what the pain they're trying to overcome in their life. If I can show you a way to overcome the pain you're experiencing in your life, you'll join me. If, and and one of the things that I teach in sales training is if I can make this pain a $10,000 a year pain and I have a $5,000 a year mm-hmm. product, my product is valuable. If a pain I create, and I get you to acknowledge it's a $10,000 a year problem, yeah. you're hooked, like your are mine. You're going to say yes. It's not a question of if, but a question of when. Where people struggle sometimes is they don't spend enough time to uncover that pain mm-hmm. and get the person to acknowledge the pain. Yeah. So I would even say that to, to anybody mm-hmm. within your network that's listening that wants to enroll somebody, there's a component of what you just said. Get to know people. Identify that pain. Remember, People say yes to avoid a pain or experience a pleasure. We'll go on the pain category right now. The other thing that I would get is to get somebody to acknowledge that pain to you. And here's how you do that. You simply say, just so I'm clear, Carrie, you just told me right now, one of the biggest challenges you're experiencing is you can't be home in for your kid's soccer practice because you have to stay after work because, whatever, someone requires you to spend overtime. Is that How does that feel? And I would get this... I would paint this vivid picture in your memory. How does it feel? How often does it happen? How does that impact your life, right? How does that make you go to sleep at night? Yeah. And as I peel these layers back in an authentic fashion, right? These mm-hmm. aren't. There's no cue cards that have yeah. this as a rapid conversation, right? <laughs> so let me, let me set that. Let's set the framework here, catapult commissions family. We don't just wrap mm-hmm. these off, but as yeah. I peel these layers back, every time that you tell me how the pain impacts you. You have just told me what's important to you. You have just told me you're trying to overcome something. So if I turn around and say, look, I get it. Mm-hmm. Give me an opportunity for 90 days. If I can alleviate these pains, your life's going to be changed forever. Yeah. If I can't, we tried something, no harm, no foul. But in return, I'm going to need you to give me 90 days, 100%. And I'll give you 90 days of my 100%. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I enroll yeah. people in. I going to be a. Gotta sell nails too, man. <laughs> right? So I love I love that. So that's that's one of the things that was going on. Does yeah. that make
2: sense? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I love that.
0: So Charlotte, one of the things that that you mentioned earlier was a a lack of network. When someone wants to work with you, they come to you and they say, I don't know anyone.
1: I get that a lot.
0: How do you overcome that?
1: So I help them identify uh people in their circles to start out with. Um, I asked them, we have this thing called the Frank's list we use with our teams. And so I, I help them work through their Frank's list. Well, you know, can you list down 15 people, 15 friends? What about spouse connections? What about your, um, you know, your kids connections, um, etc.? your church? Um, what about your doctor's office you visit a lot? So I help them see that their circle is bigger than they realize. Because when you think of like people I know, you're probably thinking of the 10 people you hang out with regularly.
0: Okay. Uh, Which I think we all pre-identify who we know. Yes. When someone tells you, I don't know anyone, I don't have a network. What do you hear?
1: I'm hearing that they don't want to, or they are not considering how big the internet is and how big that their circles can help expand. so we are a party planning company so in the background i'm thinking okay well if you host a party for you know your best friend sally she's going to invite 20 more people and you network that way and you grow but they don't they have not um had that idea presented to them or the opportunity to grow their network that way
0: Hmm. okay you know what i hear what do you hear i hear i don't know anyone who's going to use this so when someone tells you, I don't know anyone, and this is big in direct sales, it's so big that regardless if it's this organization you work for or the other organizations that I've worked with, the coach, or mentored before, when that comes up where I don't know anyone, it's always, I don't know anyone who will use this. Let's let's use Cutco. I have a background in Cutco, and I say this freely, which is a direct sales organization. When I would tell somebody this, they're like, I don't know anyone who's going to buy Cutco. That's You're telling me you don't know anyone, and I would turn around. I'm like, when you say you don't know anyone, is it you really don't know anyone or you don't know anyone who's going to buy caco it's just i would ask and 99 percent of the time i don't know anyone who's going to buy caco well i didn't ask you who's going to buy caco so in your situation when someone says i don't know anyone i'm like well you don't know anyone or you don't know anyone who's going to use tri-stip nails or you don't know anyone who's going to use xyz and you peel that layer back and like one of my favorite exercises to do is i do a full i love i love you guys have let just just brain dump like just let's just talk it out loud let's just brain dump as many people and we'll just talk and you i'm sure you have the exercise to pull people out but i think as you set that precedence up of people we anytime we come to a position of selling a product specifically for people who don't have a sales background who aren't professionally trained to sell something they always assume that i have to sell something like i it's just I, I i don't know who's gonna buy i don't know any who i want to call i don't know anybody who i want to host a party with i don't and and i know this because i see it firsthand i know people firsthand that are in my sphere of influence when they try to build a business they say i don't know anyone but I, i'm gonna put this objection to to rest for you and, I, and i'd love for you your guys' take on this She you started a coffee shop today and you made the best coffee in the world who would you tell
1: everyone I would mm-hmm. post about it I would ask my mm-hmm. family and friends to share
0: if you uh had a restaurant would you do the same thing yep. bar yes. yep. same thing plumbing company right there's no different than what your business is right now and many times we look at it and say we have to our network our sphere of influence of people around us people naturally want to help you succeed mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'll say this, and if, if to Commission's family and my, my audience is coming to me from these ladies' networks, if you are surrounded by people who don't want to naturally see you succeed, I'm going to say this on air, fuck them, get them <laughs> out of your life, they shouldn't be involved in your life to begin yeah. with. But by default, anyone who's involved in your life around you is naturally going to want to see you succeed. They just don't know how to help you. So sometimes it's about saying, look, ask somebody, are you surrounded by people who want to see you succeed? Yes. If they answer no, right, well, then that's a different project Mm -hmm. and they need to be within your community, not solely because I'm going to help you become a millionaire overnight and I'm going to do this. You need to be in the community because I'm going to teach you something. It's going to be a different approach than someone else, right? There's two paths to success, right? There's always a path that everyone sees. There's a path that is a little bit more challenging. You might be on this path, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to get you there because pain versus pleasure. If they say no to you and they're surrounded by people who don't want to see them succeed, They're just going to continue this negative circle Mm -hmm. downward. So I look at it as it is my responsibility, my moral compass to say, I'm going to have you work with me in my network. Does that make sense? Yes. So I, I, I love I love hearing how sales people for non sales people have these objections. And and we're we're always feeling like I can't do something. You're giving yourself that excuse. How often do you get people come to you that are afraid of the sales process? Like, I don't want to sell anything.
1: Oh, majority, yes. Majority of people.
0: Why do people buy your stuff?
1: They like it. It makes them feel good and it's affordable. Yeah. And they like the, well, personally, um, you know, this is a show, social um, selling business and they like the way we make them feel.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that?
1: So there are, you know, thousands of stylists out there, but what sets us apart from other stylists is the way we make them feel through customer service, getting to know them, we don't just provide a product, but we provide an experience.
0: Mm. You know, the experience you provide to your customers is like is it's everything. If you look at it and you say, I'm going to provide you a customer experience at this level for my product, which is not incredibly absorbently, expensively priced, but you provide a world class experience. People will remember that and are going to come back. Mm-hmm. If you go tomorrow and you go into a Chanel store and you buy a purse, And I've experienced this firsthand. They provide an experience. They make a whole, here's the experience. Do you want wine? Do you want champagne? Do you want salad? No, I don't. You know, But it's from the moment you walk in, you're experiencing like this, oh, my goodness. But when we provide that same experience for an everyday product, it really does stand out. Presentation is everything in that capacity. So I I love the direction we're going in. We're going to pause here. All right. So I want to say thank you guys for joining the Catapult Commission show this week. Catapult Commission's family. I have Charlotte and Carrie with me, who are two bona fide, badass mm-hmm. direct people. We are talking about the challenges and growth of excelling and succeeding in a direct sales organization. When we come back to the next episode, you will hear me. I'm going to pick their brains on how to sell without sounding like you're selling because they talked about the sales experience but i want to talk about let's sell like because at the end of the day this shows catapulted commissions we want to make a commissionable dollar you want to make a living so we're going to come back to that on the next episode be sure to like comment subscribe today get connected you will find their bios and social media links below and i will see you guys Catapulting Commissions family, that does it for today's episode. If you found some value, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe. That way you're notified of new episodes. If you want to see the video portion of this podcast, head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word hello to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.